Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Ryan Roberts. We're doing our last scouting report episode for summer scouting, and then eventually during the season, we'll probably pick things back up doing some more relevant scouting report episodes for the actual 2023 class. As that, sh- that class starts to shape out a little bit, we get a better sense of how things will look come April. But now is projection time. The last pairing that we have is two guys that didn't, we didn't really talk about a lot on the safety ranking show, that being Jalen Catalan from Arkansas and Jamie Robinson from Florida State. And Ryan, I got to say, I think this is a very odd pairing for these two guys, specifically for the reasoning. I feel as though we could have talked about better safeties, especially considering the guys that we brought up on the ranking show. That's just my loose overview without getting too much into who, the weeds. Who who would you have rather talked about, Joe? Do you have well, names? Um, who was the Alabama? I'm blanking. Who's the Alabama kid? Brian Branch. You, so like, I've like, I would have loved to have watched Brian uh, talked about Brian Branch, but you know, didn't well, I didn't Joe, we, we did. I, I didn't, he's not like a crazy big name right now. You know, he's just a guy true. that flashed while watching Jordan battle, man. Like, uh, that's fair. I, I'm like not, a, he's like a find. I'm not, expressing issues with the pairings yeah i'm not i'm expressing issues with the pairings that you picked it's Mm -hmm. we're going with guys that are big name players that are recognizable recruits for a reason but i'm saying it's it's funny after watching both these guys and this might be one of the first shows except for the the andrew Voorhees episode that we did where I, i think we might bash on both of these guys a little bit Oh man, I guess you're telling me already how you feel about uh, Jamie Robinson, but yeah, I don't want to reveal too much. Yeah, I mean, so if you heard the the show that we talked about yesterday, you'll know that I'm I'm a little down on Jalen Catalan, but we'll get into exactly why and what are the positives and negatives to each of these players. But I mean, again, Joe, we we had to find a pairing that had a couple names and they're similar size profiles. I mean, Catalan's listed at five ten, one ninety nine. Jamie Robinson's listed at 5'11", 203, and I will reveal shortly that Jamie Robinson is indeed not 5'11". Uh, that'll, be a, that'll be a talking point in a, in a couple minutes here. 
All right, we're going to get to that in a second. Before we do, though, folks, I want to tell you about Bet Online. College football season starts up next weekend. And if you want to bet on those games instead of these goofy preseason games, which you can't really predict what's going to happen, you got to go to Bet Online because they have all of the odds that you need. They also have odds for Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource. For all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first bet. Use promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Joe, right, have you Ryan. ever been targeted by anybody to be like a professional ad reader? Has that been a Sh- thing? Shut the hell up. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, was, I was complimenting you. Okay, no, you're all right. no, 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 right, no, 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 no. Right. It is, it is a known it is a known gag on this show, on the FCS show, that I bungle the hell of ad, out of ad reads. Don't act like that wasn't. You did fine. That was, you did uh, fine. But, but I didn't bungle that one, but that was. Exactly. You know, you know what can of worms you were opening. <laughs> I was not opening up a can of worms. I was trying to compliment my no. co-host, but instead whatever no this is fighting friday we're, fight- we're fighting on fighting friday, friday. um like maybe we should start that as a thing uh speaking of which let's fight about safeties ryan andrew catalan from arkansas i have we, as we've established i'm a little higher on catalan than you are uh, i was willing to rank him but i hadn't gotten a branch so i think if i had watched branch i would have probably pushed out andrew catalan potentially but the guy's tiny. The guy is very, very compact. We lost Ryan. Ryan got up, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> he's listed at five foot eleven, though, which is where did you just get? What was that? I don't let my dog out of the room because she was starting to whine in the background. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, I, 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 no, I, you're I all good. My, I kept I kept my headphones on though, so I was listening to you still. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Um, Andrew Catalan, though, I brought this up on the ranking show. My man, Jalen Catalan. Who's Jaylen. Andrew Catalan? Jesus. All right. Sorry. I think I might end up cutting around that. Um, (laughs) Leave it in. As we talked about on the ranking show, I'm higher on Jalen Catalan than you are. Mm -hmm. Now, Jalen Catalan listed at five foot 11. My man's not five foot 11. He's listed at five ten on the roster. So he's definitely not five 11. He's (laughs) five, five, nine and change. Actually, not even. He's probably barely five foot nine. Yeah, yeah, he's he he's probably like five nine and a quarter or something like that, an eighth. Like he's he's a shorter guy, height. man. What's that? We don't have a verified height. We do not have verified height. He's only he's a redshirt junior on the roster, so he was not graded by NFS or Blesto. But he uh, he's a very compact little fella. But he, calling him a little fella is actually kind of ignorant on my part because my dude is dense, mm. sir. He is well put together. I decided he's just a little bit of a short guy, which uh, I know that's your brand, right? You like you like uh, short kings short, or whatever short, you call short them. Short kings, yeah. Yes, the, yes. The, the, the truest short king is Deuce Vaughn. Short king Deuce Vaughn, but uh, yes. Catalan fits into that that descriptor because uh, my man is is a little stumpy, as you pointed out. Is there any background on him that we can we can share? Or? Yeah, he's from Mansfield, Texas. Was a uh, four star recruit by Rivals Two Four Seven and ESPN. So he was a pretty highly ranked kid. Number 20 in the nation at the safety position by rivals, 29th overall in the state of Texas, according to 247 Sports. 
also lettered in basketball and baseball at Mansfield Legacy High School, Joe. So he's a very accomplished overall athlete. I, when I look at kind of the, the background as far as when he finally got to Arkansas, I redshirted as a freshman, played a little bit, played in four games, maintained his redshirt. 2020, he had a breakout year. He had 99 total mm-hmm. tackles, three interceptions, four pass breakups, and then he continued that momentum from a production perspective and had another pretty good season, although it was cut short due to injury, but still had 46 tackles in six games. So he was still a very productive player. Over the last two years, has been an uh, all-SEC all first-teamer after his redshirt freshman year. And, Joe, I, I know we love the uh, the COVID-19 implications here. So, by my math – actually, it's not math. but So, he redshirted in 2019. 2020 was his redshirt freshman year, but 2020 was the free year, right? So, last mm-hmm. year – last year, he was technically a redshirt freshman again. So, he's technically a redshirt sophomore eligibility, but he, he's a fourth-year player. So, by, by the way, have you seen the Minnesota? I think it was Minnesota. The way that the descriptors that they've had on the website for eligibility—it's like they. Let me let me see if I can pull it up. Well, they say like super seniors and stuff like that, or I think it might have been Jesse who posted it. Uh-huh. I want to pull it up, and it, it's the most. They used to have a pretty good way of describing them. But it ended up being extremely convoluted. Okay, so here's how it's listed. Including 2022 season, year colon, years in college slash at Minnesota. Six out of six. The the remaining category is remaining eligibility entering 2022 season one year. So like that's that's so convoluted because like the wording of remaining eligibility entering 2022 season, does that mean 2022 is his last year? Does that mean he has one year after 2022? I know what it's supposed to mean, but yeah. there's ambiguity to the definition. That has to be one of the worst uh, descriptors that I've seen for eligibility. I'm sorry. I just, that made me think of that because they, I guess Catalan falls under this umbrella of still should- the goofy COVID eligibility. You know what they should do? They should make this real simple, Joe. They should list what year they came out of high school. So there's three labels here. Ready? First label is the year they came out of high school. First year, they're draft eligible. And then the last year that they can play college football. Keep it simple, man. Keep it simple. I I say that we either give too much information or no information. I, I say that we just don't tell anyone their eligibility. And then when the players just disappear, then... It's like, oh, I guess he was done. Let's just you know, guess. He, you know who's the worst? <laughs> it's like the high academic schools like Notre Dame and Stanford. They just list them what their what their um what their oh yeah they don't the even they don't even put yeah. the red shirt. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's not it's not a football eligibility thing at all. Like they just put like if a kid is mm-hmm. if in his third year he's a junior on the roster, his fourth year he's a senior. So like there's some kids. I think it's I mean like a couple of them are are seniors technically right but like they're actually Richard sophomores because of all the eligibility stuff so a lot of fans will look at that and be like oh they're entering their last year and it's like nope they're certainly not man they could play like two or three more years if they felt like it which is pretty crazy. Well Catalan could either be 28 years old or he's 15 we have no idea <laughs> but regardless well, he was born, he was born I, I in 2001 so we we know, I know, we know he's um, yeah I'm, I'm just I know, making, you're a, making a joke. joke. I'm sorry. I'm ba- it's you're a bad really joke. Um, it was a bad joke. Yeah, it was a bad joke. Catalan, though, we don't need to beat around the bush with his tackling skills. The guy yes. is 
a horrendous tackler. And I mentioned how ironic it is his tackling style because he's so small. He is so mm-hmm. damn short and he's thick. So you would think a player like that would lunge at guys' feet and maybe miss that way. But mm-hmm. he just runs it, dude straight up like a pencil and tries to make tackles like that, which is one of the strangest tackling methods I've seen from a, a shorter defender. Those issues alone, Ryan, I, I think if you remove that and you could coach up tackling, I, I always feel sure. that tackling is one of those things that you can work on in the NFL. It's not going to fly. Uh, if, if you put an emphasis on it, a guy's going to at least improve from horrible. He's a zero right now. Maybe you can get him up to a five. The coverage skills that Catalan brings to the table is what excited me enough to put him in my top five. Like for me, this is a guy who can easily recover over the top. He can play as a safety blanket for guys that if they get beat, there was a play in particular against Ole Miss where he almost made an interception catching up to a guy who was running a, a, a go route and made a play on the football. Those ball skills are evident and they're very, very good. I would argue, I think there's some shades of, of Tyron Matthew in his game, not necessarily a direct comp, but you can see those those comparisons of being smaller safeties that have really strong ball skills and coverage skills. I'm I'm betting on this guy because I really like what he does as a, as a coverage player. He is the most frustrating player I think I've watched so far, and that's probably Justifiable. hyperbolic. But, Joe, I mean, honestly, I'll be completely transparent. 2020 was much better film than 2021. I went into 2021 yeah. very excited about Jalen Catalan, man, because – you're right. I mean, he misses a lot of tackles. He missed a lot of tackles last season. But the one thing I'll say about him is he has crazy hit power, man. Like, there's some where I'm like, yeesh, he just levels dudes. And, like, just tremendous hit power. But he doesn't rap. He just – and then there's some bad angles in the run game. And it's just – there's just some extreme frustration. I agree. I think that he's a good overall athlete. I think that he can make plays working from depth. and But I think more than anything, his play style – says I want to keep him a little closer to the line of scrimmage. And that is a frustrating really? thing to me. Yeah, because he's got that energizer bunny, like wants to get involved. In, he wants to be involved in the run game. He just can't just, do it. He's just not good well, at it. I, I think he can do it. I, I just I, I think that there's a technical issue from a tackling perspective. But I, like there's there's hit power. There's yeah. want to in the run game. Like I don't think that he's like he can't perform in that. So area. you don't just, want him. You don't want him playing over the top. You don't want him. Not a ton. Not a ton. I, I don't know, man. I was excited watching what he what he did covering deep and, well, I, and I, guy, covering guys one on one. Like I, I thought that I, I that think, stuff was great. I think I think you can get versatility out of him. I just I don't think he's like a true free safety type. Like I'm not leaving him all the way back on fair. on the roof. Like I, I want him moving around a little bit. But honestly, like he is just a frustrating player because there's two players that I've heard comps to, right? One that I made, and Alex made one yesterday on the show. He said Antoine Winfield Jr. And I'm like, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Build. From a body type perspective and a versatility perspective. And I mean, he's got he's well built too. Like he's a physically kind of impressive kid from a like a a weight perspective as well for his smaller frame. But then the other player that I keep coming back to is Matt Elam. And it just reminds me so much of him. And the thing that scares me about Catalan is he's a little bit of a guesser. Like, and yeah. he's got good eyes, but then there's sometimes where I'm just like, the dude just wants to get involved so much that he kind of sacrifices integrity at times. It comes in a little bit out of control. And that's Matt Elo, man. 
Matt Elam at Florida was a joy to watch because he pummeled dudes and he was always around the football. Jalen Catalan's always around the football. And there, that's, there's a tenacity to him. But my guy, I think, needs some chill pill at times, honestly. Like, I think he needs to – he definitely needs to work from a technical perspective to be a consistent wrap-up tackler. But more than anything, he needs to play a little bit more in his own skin. Like, he tries to do a little – he tried to do a little bit too much, I think, in 2021 before the injury. So Yeah, he was I, He was also – yeah, the, the injury, too, is, is also something yeah. that kind of bogs him, bogs him down. A little bit. I mean, so, like, honestly, this kid is a very volatile player for me. Because I could see him being one of the top five safeties in the 2023 NFL draft. I think it's very possible. Or he can end up being a kid that has to go back to school just because he hasn't cleaned it up, right? Like, there's mm. just a lot of volatility. But I like the player. I just did not like the process in 2021. I felt like he had a really impressive 2020, and he did not improve upon it in 2021. There was just too many miscues, in my opinion, in last season. With all that being said, like, where where would you willingly take him? I wouldn't draft until day three right now. Wow. I wouldn't. Like, I, I, it, it, when we get into the fourth round, I would start thinking about the gamble because that's what he is right now. I don't think gamble, that there's yeah. enough for me to feel that he's just going to come in and play a lot early on because it's just too inconsistent from last season. But I'll say this the previous year, if you, if for off the of 2020 film, I would have said day two player. Like, I would have said that easily because I think he's that type of talent. But just last season was not great, man. Based on me being a little higher on him, I I would go mid to late day two. Uh, I I just I I don't want to embark on that day three approach just because that also would mean Brandon Joseph for me is is a day three prospect because I had him ranked number number five, and I, I don't think either of these yeah. guys necessarily are. They're just they are a little bit of gambles. There are things that need to be fixed, especially the tackling for both of them. So like mid to late second round, if you can hit on them, they're they're great players, but there are deficiencies that need to be cleaned up yeah he's he's a guy that is again volatility is the word that comes to mind with him i think i could see him being one of the guys in this class or i could see him being a guy that needs to go back to school for another year like there's i don't think there's a much of an in-between i don't see him entering the draft if he is what he was last year like i i i just would really doubt that but i want to love him so i hope that he Mm -hmm. takes a massive step forward because he is talented and I love the play style. I love it. It's just he has to be more consistent to be a, a full-time NFL player right now. Now, Jamie Robinson from Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, J-Rob. J-Rob. He's also yep. small. You indicated that he is not his listed height. What do you have on him and for his background? So NFS will go there first. He actually had a pretty high grade, Joe. 5'7", which I believe is like a third-round grade. Um, we'll get into that a little bit. But – so he's listed at 5'11", 203 pounds. In the spring, he was verified by scouts at 5'10 and 5'8". So pretty close to 5'11", but a little lower than what is listed height. 197. And this is this is the tough part, Joe. Because like I'm like 5'10 and 5'8", 197. That's fine. Like, cool, whatever. 29-inch arms. Uh, so he's got, he's got some... He's got some shorter T-Rex, T-Rex arms. arms, man. Yeah. yeah, he's got he's it's not great. 72 and a quarter inch wingspan. So this is not a long dude. The the height and the weight is fine. It's not a, de- a deterrence. It's not great, but it's not like something where I'm like, oh no, he can't play in the NFL because of his size. It's fine, but the length scares me. Like that is a very, very small wingspan and very small short arms for a player. But he started out 
As a slightly under-recruited kid, he was at a Lees County High School in Georgia, Leesburg, Georgia. Was a, according to On3 Consensus, was the number 382 overall player and a four-star in that ranking. But, Joe, I'll tell you, On3 was not around then, so they didn't have a ranking on him. 247 ranked him as a three-star, the number 35 safety in a country, unranked. Rivals ranked him as a four-star, but he was an unranked four-star in Rivals ranking, so he was outside of their 250. Number 24 plus, number twenty-four safety in the country. ESPN similarly ranked, did not have him ranked. They had him as an unranked four-star, the 39th overall safety. So two, two of the platforms did have him as four-stars, but they were both unranked football players coming out of their uh, of their full ranking. So goes to South Carolina. He played in that secondary in 2019. That was with J.C. Horn and – wait, actually, was that 2020? That was 2020. 2020. I'm sorry. It was 2020. Yeah. Well, Cam Smith played a little bit, but they also had Israel Mukwamu. So yes. that was a very, yes. very talent-laden secondary there. And he played safety nickel for South Carolina and was a pretty productive football player. But then he goes. He transfers to Florida State this past year, and his first year with Florida State started eleven football games. Was the team's leading tackler with eighty-five total tackles, seven tackles for loss, which is a nice number. And he also had a team high four interceptions and three pass breakups. So he was an All ACC performer, first team All ACC, and was a also a Phil Steele honorable mention All American. So very productive player in his lone season at Florida State after coming over from South Carolina. I I didn't know he had all those accolades and a yep. little bit of a little bit of a head scratcher for me why he's getting that much recognition. I mean he's a good college player. It's so the box score man. It's the box yeah, score. He's got a nice little box it, score there. It is the box score. So he plays a lot in the slot now at Florida State too. Depends on who they're going up against, mm-hmm. but th- this is a, a heavy coverage guy. They ask him to to cover a lot. And mm-hmm. for the amount of one-on-one instances, as well as those like short zones they have him drop into, I think his coverage instincts are terrible. I, I don't think his his, his, really? his coverage instincts are 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 that great. I saw a lot of hesitation. The times that he got beat, I feel like he like the gears were turning, and then he made it a decision, and then and then he got beat. Like there was one time where I watched him get cooked by. At Perry, where it was coupled by in the slot, right? In yeah, the in slot. the slot, yeah. he was yeah. he took too long to decide, and then mm-hmm. he's also not a very good change of direction athlete. Like he's not that quick to to change direction. So not only did it take him too long to decide, it also took him too long to shift gears and then make a play, and then he got cooked by At Perry. I just I don't see for a guy who at the next level is going to come in and probably play a similar role where. A lot in the slot, a lot of coverage on on receivers in the slot. You're hoping that guy's going to be a, a coverage eraser. And I was started watching him, and he was doing a really good job. But then I started to watch him get cooked and get beat by all these different receivers, uh, Miami receivers, the Wake Forest receivers that I watched in those two games. I just was not impressed whatsoever. I didn't. I think the af- athleticism is average, uh, and the decision making is average to below average. All right, so we see him a little differently, Joe, but mm-hmm. not differently in the sense that the issues aren't there, okay? So I actually think he does have good instincts. I think he is not a great athlete. That is my issue with him. Like, I saw him the same clip against mm-hmm. A.T. Perry, or AT, and shout out to A.T. Perry, man. My boy can run some routes yes. for being a 6'4 yeah. wide receiver. But he, 
I, I think he got way. By the way, I think he got stripped on the uh, 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 Jamie stripped him on the end of that play, unless I'm thinking he of a different have. play. Yeah, he may have. He may <laughs> have. I, I, I'm I'm trying to remember the exact play, but At just he's a very fluid player for his size, and I honestly think that in that play, I saw Jamie kind of redirect, like he wanted to redirect, but then I think his feet got caught in the mud a little bit because I don't yeah. think he's a very quick twitch athlete. I think that he has good eyes. And I think that he is pretty physical player. Like he he has no issues yeah. tackling, and yeah. he's got a little bit of that stuff that you're talking about. Like I definitely see, did see a play. I can't remember if it was that exact one where he got a strip on one of the plays. I'm yeah. just like, okay, this guy's he's got a motor. He's got, yeah, he's got a motor. He's got habit for making plays. Like he make he forces turnovers. He got he had four interceptions. I think he forced two or three fumbles. So like he he forces turnovers because he plays a very tenacious style. I don't think he's very athletic though. So yeah, when you're I, talking I about him playing in the slot, like nah, man, nah. It's it's and it, and that gets into trouble too because I'm like, okay, I just want him to kind of be like a mid hole robber type player and just kind of use your instincts and fly around a little bit. But then the further you get away from the line of scrimmage, the more that length is going to start to hurt you because that's where the range aspect comes in. Like he could play in the slot with 29 inch arms because there's a lot of nickel corners that can do that, but usually nickel corners can make up for it. Because they're quick twitch. Yeah, I do not think Jamie Robinson's quick twitch, which is why I I very much disagree with this NFS grade. I think he's a draftable football player. I know we're going to get into that like now, I guess, but he's definitely not a top one hundred and fifty type of kid. No shot. No, this is like a fifth to seventh round type of player, in my opinion. But like, I I think he'll be a good like core team special teamer and he'll yeah. be a backup. I just, I don't, I, I just don't think he's a great athlete. And I think he's small. I, I completely agree that he, he doesn't check really any of the boxes to draft the guy early. He's going to be like a high character, high motor guy that you want on defense helps set the tone, but you're not drafting him to be a starter. This is a depth player. This is a guy who you mentioned a core special teamer. Who's going to bust his ass on, on kickoff on punt. And, and you're really drafting him. I wouldn't even draft him to be like a nickel player. I'd draft him to be like a dime player when you need an extra DB. And that's a like the the most optimistic outlook. I don't even know if I'm putting him on the field at all in any of my sub packages. I just I there's too many deficiencies. It's, Athletically is the big thing, but I just was not yeah. as as keen on the as high on the uh the the instincts, I think, as you are. If he if he's a nickel player at the next level, it's going to have to be a zone heavy scheme. Like you cannot put this kid in man to man and just be content with that. Because I mean, it, it, all due respect, At Perry. You know, I love At. I'm like, yeah, top five wide receiver, like fantastic, really fluid for his size. But the fact of the matter is, is that he's still a six four guy running routes. Yeah. Right? So it's not going to be the same. Not Jamison like Williams. <laughs> right. Right. It's not going to be a smaller guy running routes. And if you are getting stuck in the mud trying to change direction against A.T. Perry, there's going to be a lot of slots at the next level that you're just not going to be able to change direction with. So, yeah, I don't think he's a nickel player. I think he's a, a kind of a – he's a uh, – he's a uh, – what's what's uh, um, a uh, what's the word? Something of I, – I can't think of it. Like he's a Swiss Army knife type player. I'm trying to think of a different terminology, but like he's a Swiss Army knife – but he's not a perfect fit into any role, if that makes sense. So he's a tweener. He's a tw- yeah, sort of, sort of. But that wasn't the word I was looking nah, for. I'll, I'll remember later, and I'll apologize for being an idiot and blubbering for a couple of minutes there. But that's all good. He's a, he's a kid that I think needs to kind of play all over the place. But that's he needs to play all over the place because he doesn't fit anywhere 
perfectly. Like that's where I see him. But that being said, he plays a tenacious style that I I would call him a guy that's a he's a glue guy on a roster. Like he's gonna he's gonna stick because he does a lot of things well mm-hmm. enough, and he plays incredibly hard. He's gonna play special teams, and he has leadership qualities. I just don't think he's a great athlete on the next level. I think he's a very I mean, he's a below average athlete, if we're being honest. Yeah. All great points, and that's a good note to wrap us up on. We've got the big board coming next week. We'll probably try and do a mock draft as well. At Joe DeLeon, at Rising Draft, at NFL Prospects Pod. We'll be back. Enjoy the rest of your week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.